Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Searcy Sports Show. I am your host, Nelson Searcy, and whatever platform you're listening on today and wherever you are listening, I hope you are having a fantastic day. Let's go ahead and get right into the news, the Searcy Storylines, three current stories in the sports world that are catching my eye. The first story of the day comes from the NFL, and it is regarding current Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson and his sort of uncertainty in his future with the organization as he has um, been quite disgruntled with the way that things are going. Um, Houston has gone through um, a lot of change on their roster the last year or two. They've had a couple rough seasons, and um, it seems as if Deshaun Watson is interested in a departure from Houston. So if this occurs, this separation between Deshaun Watson and Houston, then I really see two quite outstanding, and I think that they really hang above the rest for me in terms of um, options for him to go next. Um, One that I would really love to see is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think that Ben Roethlisberger just kind of is is at the point where you can see his age catching up with him. Um, He used to really showcase his mobility, um, whether he was actually running down the field or um, from side to side throwing on the run. Um, that has really deteriorated as his injuries and his age have, have piled up. Um, and the Steelers roster has a lot of really good weapons um, at receiver and tight end. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Chase Claypool, all very capable and solid NFL receivers um, that I really think would be um, really, really nice to have for Deshaun Watson if he were to end up in Pittsburgh. And also at the tight end position, I'm a big target in Eric Ebron as well. Uh, Pittsburgh does have a lot of weapons. They have a great coach in Mike Tomlin, who I think would develop Deshaun really well. And I think that Deshaun would really enjoy his time there. Um, the pressure would not be so high. Um, you know, you know what you're going to get, and Deshaun is a great player. So I would really be interested to see him take a jump to Pittsburgh, and that would really create those quarterbacks in the division being a fun, youthful quarterback division with Lamar Jackson on the Ravens, Baker Mayfield on the Browns, and Joe Burrow on the Cincinnati Bengals. That would be a lot, a lot of fun. And the second destination that I could see Deshaun Watson going to that I think would be really good for him is the San Francisco 49ers. Um, The 49ers, I feel like, are a really potent quarterback away from being back into Super Bowl contention. Um, And quite honestly, I think... With all the injuries that they had last year and the lack of quarterback play, I think that with a new season and a new quarterback, I think that they would be my NFC favorites most likely to go to the Super Bowl. Um, They have a really solid defensive unit, um, and the offense really was hampered by a lot of injuries this past year, receiver, tight end, um, and all that. Um, but they have a, a, another good young receiving core, just like Pittsburgh would have, um, and the 49ers have Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and many other weapons as well. Um, I think that that would be a great landing spot for Deshaun. I think that Kyle Shanahan would do a really good job in guiding him um, to where he needs to be. And I really feel like that the 49ers and the Steelers are the two outstanding places to set Deshaun Watson up for success if he does leave Houston, which I feel like it is almost inevitable at this point. The second story of the day comes from the MLB, and it is revolving around a big acquisition by the Toronto Blue Jays getting outfielder George Springer um, to join the team on a humongous contract. Um, I really 
after seeing that, I really feel like the Blue Jays are turning into a team that could really threaten the AL East, and not only just the AL East, but the AL in general as um, being a possible pennant contender. You look at their rotation, really solid, um, highlighted around Ryu, Pearson, Rorick, and Robbie Ray. Um, Their starting pitching is really in a good spot going forward, as well as many position players that um, really have a great chance of succeeding coming up in the future, such as Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Kavon Biggio, Bo Bichetti, Gurriel, and even Randall Grichuk, Teoscar Hernandez. Really, I, I feel like they're they're kind of turning into a really impressive team to me, um, and George Springer being kind of a, a powerhouse um, to kind of round all that together. I really like the Toronto Blue Jays' prospects as being a heavy AL favorite this upcoming MLB season. And the third storyline of the day comes from the NFL, and it is revolving Philip Rivers retiring after 17 seasons in the National Football League, um, 16 seasons with the Chargers, and the final season this year with the Colts. Um, Philip Rivers really did have a successful career. Um, shout out to him. Um, I hope that he really enjoys his retirement. I see he's going to go into high school coaching. I hope that he really enjoys that journey. Um, Philip Rivers really did have a solid NFL career, and uh, he should be very. Um, he should feel very good about the the time that he spent in the NFL. Now, the important piece of this is who could be next as the Indianapolis Colts starting quarterback. Um, my thought for a few days leading up to the show today is that the best option could be Carson Wentz, um, but as the Eagles have hired the Colts offensive coordinator, Nick Sirianni, um, I feel like that means just because of the comfort that Carson Wentz had with Frank Reich when Frank Reich was in Philadelphia that as a trusted kind of partner with Frank Reich that I think that Carson Wentz is there to stay in Philadelphia. So what does that leave for Indianapolis? Um, they do have a few options. Um, they can stick with Jacoby Brissett, who is a has proven to be a solid starter in the league. Um, however, I think that their ceiling may be a little bit capped. I don't know how much better that Jacoby Brissett would take the team in comparison to Philip Rivers this year, um, being you know taking Indianapolis to the playoffs. The most interesting and intriguing one to me would actually be Sam Darnold from the New York Jets. Um, the Jets could be looking for a fresh start. Um, Sam Darnold has had his chances, albeit. Um, with some not so great help around him, but I I think that Sam Darnold does have some some left in the tank um, to show. Um, if Sam Darnold does move to Indianapolis, that means that the Jets would be looking for a quarterback, and they may draft one such as like Justin Fields in the in the upcoming draft or Mac Jones, someone along that line. Um, so the Colts do have a few options. I think another option could be. Someone like Jameis Winston or Teddy Bridgewater, who is a little bit murky in their situation um, just because of where the franchises are at in this current point in time. Those would also be some solid options. I think that Jameis Winston would really be fun, but a little bit more risky. Um, I mean, none, none of it is really you know set in stone. I think that the, the safest option would be to keep, stay with Jacoby Brissett, somebody who knows the offense has proven to be solid in the past. But I think if they were going to shoot for the shoot for the moon, aim for the stars, um, I really would be interested to see them make a move for Sam Darnold or Jameis Winston. Now I'm going to switch gears to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs last weekend, and I did go four and zero in my picks, uh, straight up and against the spread. Um, 
which was a delightful surprise to myself because I feel like that never happens. I feel like I always, I feel like I always, for some reason, go, you know, t- take an aggressive pick here or there uh, when it comes to playoff predictions. But I did get 100% last week, which is very exciting. So maybe I can go 100% this week. I am, you know, there's only two games, so my odds are probably pretty good. But you never know. You never know. So um, last week, um, we saw the Kansas City Chiefs overcome a lot of adversity with um, Patrick Mahomes going down in the second half with a concussion, um, being left with Chad Henney with a small lead, um, and the Chiefs really held their own. Um, Andy Reid was really, really impressive down the stretch in terms of play calling, um, was aggressive yet composed. Um, The Chiefs you know, players looked like they were really on board with the you know the quick change of game plan, and it was really impressive um, to see them make that adjustment quickly and hold on to that that game and win. The next game was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the New Orleans Saints. Um, Drew Brees really had a tough game, and I didn't think that that's why Buc- the Tampa Bay would win. Um, I just thought that Tampa Bay had a lot more firepower, and uh, that really showed. And then their defense really stepped up and played really well. Um, so the Buccaneers really had an impressive showing against New Orleans. The Green Bay Packers um, defeated the L.A. Rams pretty handily on Saturday. Um, the Packers looked really stellar, really solid on both sides of the ball yet again. Um, so I really like their prospects going into this week's NFC Championship against Tampa Bay. And then in the final game was the Buffalo Bills defeating the Baltimore Ravens. Um, the Bills came at a halftime and had a really strong third quarter. Um, it was a pretty bland first half, um, but the Bills came out and made their adjustments, played really well, um, and really finished the game strong. And now moving into the AFC and NFC Championship games this weekend, I'm a little bit disappointed. I think that both games will be very fun, but I have a bad feeling that both games will not be very close. I have Green Bay defeating Tampa Bay by a score of 27-14. to 14. I think that this one will be over pretty early, at least by the eye test. I really just feel like the Packers are going to kind of suffocate Tom Brady on defense with a strong pass rush and a really solid secondary, and that the air and ground attack for Green Bay will really be effective and aggressive early, and I see the Packers getting off to a big lead and not letting go. As far as the AFC Championship game, Now that, as of today, Patrick Mahomes is cleared from his concussion protocol and is ready to go, I really like the Chiefs, not by a huge margin, probably 34 to 28, something like that. Um, But I just, I feel it'll be the same way. I feel like the Chiefs will come out with a spark. I feel like they're going to be really excited. They're going to be ready to go. I feel like they're going to get off to a pretty, you know, handle lead, two touchdowns or so, and hold on to that throughout the game. So I think... I really hope that both games are really competitive this weekend, but I have a feeling that the Packers and Chiefs are going to take care of business and then some. Now I want to switch gears to, as always, make sure you're taking care of yourself this week, whether it is physically, emotionally, mentally, socially, whatever it may be. Uh, Make sure you're doing what you can to um, just take care of yourself and do what you need to do as you go about the week for yourself and those around you. Now shifting gears back to the sports. Um, through this NBA season so far, we are 10 to 15 games in and the biggest thing that I've noticed is although the Western conference does have a lot of really strong teams, I have found that the Eastern conference has been much more fun for me to watch. And they really have a lot of really interesting, fun teams. 
Um, the first team that I've really enjoyed watching so far is the Atlanta Hawks. Um, they really, the youth of their team is really showing in their their fun play style. Um, Trey Young is a great young leader for that team. Um, DeAndre Hunter has really made a big step forward this year. Um, Clint Capella had a huge night. He had a 27-26 game the other night against Detroit, and he's really provided a lot of paint stability for that team. Um, John Collins also had a 30-point night the other night. And the Hawks um, have just been a really fun team for me to watch so far, and I hope that their success continues. Along with Atlanta, um, three really strong teams in the East, Brooklyn, Boston, and Indiana. I've really enjoyed watching them play as well um, when they're at full strength, especially. Um, Boston with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum leading their young charge. Um, They also do have a young, fun team. Brooklyn, obviously, with their new big three. I've talked about them a little bit before. And Indiana is a really solid fundamental team. Usually the fundamental teams, to me, are not super exciting, but I really like watching them play basketball. I like the presence of Sabonis on the offensive end and Miles Turner on the defensive end. Um, I hope Miles Turner gets well soon. I saw that he had an injury the other night. But, um, man, when they're all on the floor, and T.J. Warren and Malcolm Brogdon really lead out um, the rest of the team really well as well. Jeremy Lamb is back for them, which is a good thing going forward for their injury struggles. And three teams who I really thought would not be great this year, the Knicks, the Bulls, and the Cavs. Man, those three teams are really exciting. Um, I really like watching the Bulls' offensive attack with Zach Levine and Kobe White. I really like watching the the Knicks' defensive attack. Um, Mitchell Robinson protected the paint, and guys like Julius Randle and Emmanuel quickly making really big um, leaps forward in their game. And Cleveland had an awesome game, um, the double overtime thriller where Colin Sexton feels like he scored every single point of the game. Um, he just had an amazing night, and and Cleveland's had a lot of growth too. I've just noticed that a lot of the quote-unquote young players, the under-25 guys, are really having a lot of growth this year, and I really love to see it. So I would encourage you, if you are just kind of flipping through the channels through NBA games on a busy night of, of, of slated games, um, I would lean towards kind of those young Eastern Conference teams. There's a, r- a lot of really fun basketball to be watched. And with that, that concludes today's episode of the Searcy Sports Show. Thank you so much for listening, and remember that you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube under the name The Searcy Sports Show, and you can find the show on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the same name. Until next weekend, this has been your host, Nelson Searcy, signing off. Bye.